once I could think clearly, I know I can't, if I like descend and fall into this pit, I, I will have a really, really hard time of getting out. And I don't want to do that. But I also don't want to not talk about it because I'm just not like that. I get energy from people. So I like talking about things. So that really shaped like how I moved forward and how I like treated the situation. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we have several exciting announcements for our podcast community. We are so excited to introduce the Art of Living Well Membership Tribe, which is a new premium membership for our community that we created for people just like you who deserve to find their art of living well. We know how great you feel when you're taking care of yourself. The problem is this can be hard to implement and sustain, and we know how much confusion exists about what your mind, body, and soul need to thrive. We believe that a roadmap and accountability are super important as you move along your health and wellness journey and you develop sustainable habits for life. We know you want to feel amazing in your own skin and have a community of like-minded people to hold you accountable to whatever you want to achieve. So when you're part of our membership tribe, you will have access to me and Stephanie. We'll have live videos and Q&As each month. You'll get guided meditations, recipe books, private daily support chat in the community, and so much more. We created this program based on what our clients were asking for. We are so excited. So head on over to theartoflivingwell.us slash programs for more information, and you can access all our program details using the link in our show notes. We also have a favor for each of you. We want to ask that if you're enjoying our podcast, if you would take just two minutes to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Doing so helps us reach more people so that others can benefit from our inspiring conversations and resources that we share each week. If you enjoy the episode, we'd love it if you'd share it with a friend, family member, or anyone who you may think would benefit from this information. Thank you. And a few more quick announcements. We wanted to let you know that we have a free online workout guide which supports lots of small and female-owned businesses. You can find the link to download this guide in our show notes or on our Instagram profile. And our seven-day community functional liver detox is coming up. It's right around the corner. It will kick off on April 5th. We've had so much great feedback and we would love for you to join us this spring. We're adding some more layers to this detox for those of you who have done it with us in the past. 
and we're just really excited. There's going to be some guided meditations, some new modules on topics, including intuitive eating and mindfulness. And check out the show notes for the link on how to register or go to our Instagram or Facebook pages. And now we are thrilled to bring you today's guest, Tommy Surley. Tommy is the co-founder and CEO of Wellness Journal. Wellness is a fun and easy journaling app that prompts you on your day and emotions and can guide you through specific issues and courses. Tommy founded Wellness shortly before graduating from the University of Michigan with a bachelor's degree in computer science engineering. During our conversation today, we talk a lot about student mental health, the student mental health crisis and the stigmas surrounding mental health issues and going to therapy. Tommy gives out a lot of practical tips on journaling and setting reminders, and he shares his very powerful personal story. And Stephanie and I were just so incredibly impressed with Tommy and his team that have developed this app. Um, they're, they're young entrepreneurs, and we have both used the app. We think it's amazing. We love the uh, the uh, recording feature and how simple and easy it is to journal each day. And before we hear from Tommy, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Appetite for Change. Appetite for Change is a nonprofit in North Minneapolis that uses food as a tool for health, wealth, and social change. This year, in light of COVID and the unrest in Minneapolis, Appetite for Change has continued to ground themselves in their mission and center their work around community connection and nourishing food. They launched a pilot program called Community Cooks Meal Boxes, which provides fresh produce and pantry items, plus two recipes for over 300 families at no cost to the family. The program has been such a success that it has been extended for another six weeks and will continue into 2021. AFC has utilized the kitchens of their two restaurants, Breaking Bread Cafe and Station 81, to produce over 200,000 meals that have been distributed across the Twin Cities to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need. In addition, they have seven farm plots across North Minneapolis that are tended to by community members and Appetite for Change youth learning how to grow a variety of plants. These fresh fruits and vegetables are distributed throughout the North Side. Even in 2021, Appetite for Change is committed to building a more equitable food system by delivering fresh and nourishing food to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need, tending urban gardens and more. We have been collaborating with Appetite for Change over this past year, and we have loved their dedication to their mission, and we so look forward to volunteering with their organization and working with them more in 2021. To learn more about Appetite for Change, listen to episode 31 of our podcast with one of their founders, Michelle Horowitz. For more information or to donate, head on over to appetiteforchangemn.org backslash impact or on Instagram and Facebook at Appetite for Change. Hi, Tommy. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Art of Living Well podcast today. We Hi. are so excited to share your energy, knowledge, and inspiration about this new journaling app you've created for our for mental health with our listeners today. And um, the way I came to Tommy is that 
my son, um, who goes to the University of Michigan, happened to mention to me um, during the lockdown in the spring that a guy that was in his fraternity that had graduated created this app that I might be interested in um, that deals with mental health and journaling. And he showed it to me and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, how amazing is it that these young guys are doing this right out of college? And I'm like, can you put me in touch with them? So here we are today. <laughs> so nice to finally meet you, Marnie. I appreciate you having us, uh, me on the call. Thank you. And nice to meet you too, Stephanie. Um, super happy to be here. Uh, talk about my story. Um, it is totally crazy that met Zach through that. Um, super happy he put us in touch. And yeah, just excited to, to talk and, and get to know you guys and, and dive deep into this. So thank you for having me. Yes. And so, Tommy, everyone has a story and we would love for you to share your personal journey and how you decided to create this journaling app from your, I, I'm assuming, based on your own personal experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll just dive right into it. Um, my uh, freshman year of uh, college, I lost my dad uh, to suicide and I had little to no idea what mental health meant or how it affected people very much um, before then. Um, I had my own light to moderate struggles in high school uh, with like, anxiety and um, general pressure, but not really having a full understanding of the spectrum of mental health and uh, then obviously seeing the, the worst side of that um, spectrum. So it was really shocking for me in a lot of ways, um, but really just trying to understand um, how it had happened and why. And I spent many months like trying to wrestle with that and understanding like how I would move forward with it. Um, and not only was I just so lost because of what had happened, but also uh, surprised by the amount of friends and family that I had known for like my whole life or many months at Michigan at the time, um, who would share their stories about how they struggled with mental health or, um, they knew someone who had, and it just really shocked me. It was, um, I, I, it felt like this unveiling of a curtain where I then saw this community really clearly that wasn't present to me before. Um, and it took something like that to open that up and open my eyes to it. Um, and that's actually something that I've seen with a lot of my friends um, where they, you know, start to run into some, like some issues or they, you know, uh, something happens where they're, they're, they're in a new mental state and they don't know how to approach it. And that's really when they start to see like how many other people are struggling. And that's a separate issue on its own, but um, I just ended up going to therapy uh, at, at Michigan. I had a great counselor there, um, but was really, still found it really hard to go to therapy, um, like to make that leap, uh, both like tangible reasons, like with availability and scheduling and um, finding the right therapist, things like that. But also just the intangible I, were greater than I thought it was gonna, was gonna be um, of the stigma and fear and I don't need a therapist. and all of those negative um, thinkings and thoughts um, that, that led me to not wanna go, um, but I'm really glad I did. Um, and ended up just getting really involved in the mental health community at Michigan. Um, I ran mental health awareness campaigns throughout my time there. Um, I sold shirts 
with my dad's beer logo on it um, and like donated all the proceeds to this awesome foundation called the Brain and Behavior Research Foundation. Um, thought I was only gonna do it once and then ended up doing it like four or five times. Um, and just absolutely loved every time I saw someone with the shirt or the hoodie or whatever it was that we sold, um, it just totally made me feel so much more loved. Um, and that was something to me, I was like, this is just so powerful. Um, and there are so many people that really do care um, and maybe you just don't see them. Um, so I, I, I think that was just a really transformational period of my life um, when we did that and ended up pursuing um, my interest in computer science very separately. Like I worked at a couple startups. I was part of a, a few really cool communities at Michigan, um, one particular being Shift. Um, that I, I really enjoyed and, and grew in and um, ended up working at LinkedIn one summer. And um, I met this girl Mars there who um, was a cognitive science student at Michigan. She had been a lifelong journaler and she was talking to me about how she was really passionate about it. And I was talking to her about how I had these two friends at Michigan um, who were like my best friends. And uh, we were always wanting to work on something together. And we wanted to build some sort of like self-care app because we were so frustrated with how few resources we saw on the university campus, like the university ecosystem. And she was super excited about it, was picking my brain a lot about it. And I ended up being like, yeah, like, you know, you should come back to Michigan. When, when we go back to Michigan, like, you know, you should meet my friends and we can get together about this. And we ended up doing that. And uh, that's kind of how wellness started. Um, so we had a few meetings early on in the year and um, ended up getting these focus groups together where we would um, like put signs around campus and email a bunch of the like listservs and get people together. And just, it almost like turned into like group therapy sessions where we were really just like trying to learn like how people dealt with things. Um, the, like the resources that they looked for and like who they talked to, what they commonly struggled with, um, how they knew they were struggling. Just like a lot of these questions that honestly, you don't get asked all the time by your friends and, and family and are super important to talk about, right? And sometimes like you just, you can go many months without thinking about these things and life just takes on and that's okay, but it was great. And like, and it was really good to get these thoughts out there. And we just saw how helpful it was for people to have a, a medium to talk about that. And that by the end of these sessions, people were leaving like you know, and, and they were, you know, we were there to like learn about how we could help them. And they were, they were leaving, like telling us how we had already helped them. And I was like, okay, I didn't expect that, but this is cool. Um, and we ended up wanting to create a space that people could have those conversations, even if it's with themselves, like um, in their own home. So like, we, we were like, okay, clearly this helped people. Um, maybe if we can prompt people to talk about these things um, by themselves, like whenever they want, maybe that would help them feel better about like how they're doing. And so we ended up just like hosting this very simple um, like server web app where we would uh, host different questions, like somewhere about your day, somewhere about like a specific topic. Like we were testing all sorts of things and we would just text people the link to it um, every morning. And it grew, you know, from like 15 to 30, like 50 people. And we were like, okay, like people are, enjoying this and, and somehow liking it. And um, we we're like, why don't we just make this available for everyone? And this is right around the time when COVID was hitting. So we, we, we put it up on this site called Product Hunt and it grew to like the, the, the third product of the day. And we got a bunch of people using it and telling us like why it was great, but also why it was awful. And I was like, this is awesome. Like people care about it 
so much that they're telling me what can be better. And we were like, okay, this is great. Like we were getting all this like really good critical feedback and um, like refining like how we were, were building the web app and ended up really becoming interested in one, like building a mobile app primarily because we were, we thought it would be cool if people could use their voice to make entries. Um, Cause we thought it was so therapeutic to just talk about things. So we were, we immediately started building that mobile app and kind of have been going from there. And it, it's, again, it's, it's just very focused on letting you unpack what's going on in your head, um, whether that's just talking about your day or your mood, or maybe going on more specific topics like imposter syndrome or self-confidence or your relationship with food. Um, we have really awesome um, like courses and like topic packs that you can talk about. And um, really that's like, that's, that's what wellness is right now. Um, we are really focused on, I'd say three things, um, approachability, um, we thought that a lot of the self-care and mental health resources that we saw again on campus were um, more oriented to the clinical side of things, which is fantastic and is absolutely needed. But for people who are just starting to struggle, like, I, like what we call the first step, they might want something that's a little bit less um, intimidating. So we wanted to build something that felt light, felt fun, felt conversational, like a conversation with your friend um, and felt really easy to do. Um, so that's just kind of what we, we, what we built. Um, and, and again, that's like one of the pillars that we work on. Um, and then the second is like just making everything feel um, almost like a game. Um, we think that for the next generation, um, the first step of mental health will almost feel like a game, um, almost like how Duolingo um, transformed language learning into something that was really um, enjoyable and motivational and, and incorporated a lot of those like techniques of game design and, and gamification. So we were really interested in, in, in building that almost for mindfulness um, and making it feel like that. Um, and yeah, that, 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 those are the, that's kind of what we're um, excited about, what we're building on right now. Um, we're building on a lot of like personalization techniques too right now to, to make it super curated and custom for you. Um, and yeah, that's where we're at. We just launched on the App Store on, on December 1st. Um, so that's been super exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're raising a little bit of money right now too. So that's really cool. Um, and it's just been a, a really, really fantastic journey. Um, not only learning from the people who are using Wellnest, um, we have about a thousand people using it every week right now. Um, and we've had over, you know, 15,000 entries made on the app, which is awesome. Um, so people are really talking on it um, and, um, and having fun conversations with themselves. So that's just really our goal is, is to allow people to explore what's going on in their head and unpack things. And um, that's kind of the mission that we see ourselves um, driving towards in the next five to 10 years. So um, that's kind of where we are. I apologize for the long-winded answer, but that's where we're at right now. Well, thank you for that. And first, Tommy, thank you for sharing a very personal story. Um, really, really, my, my heart goes out to you and your family. And I love that you took something you know, pretty tragic and personal and then turned it into good and what you've done and the energy that you used to, um, to explore what others need, not just yourself, and then create this amazing product. So I mean, there's so much we want to uncover with what you just said <laughs> and shared with us. Yeah. Um, and I love though, just how you talked about unpacking what's going on in your head, because I think that that's where all of us get, get stuck in our head mm -hmm. in all ages yeah. um, and making it really accessible and approachable. And I love how you can just do a voice, a voice journal entry because 
I mean, we're on our phones a lot more sometimes than we have a pen and paper by us. And yeah. journaling can be very intimidating and you've clearly seen the value of it, but not everyone's there. So this makes it very accessible. So anyway, um, yeah. And maybe we could dive in a little bit and just talk about like how the app works a little bit. Yeah. Um, so wellness is, is super simple. You open it up um, and after you've made an account, you can talk about um, just what's going on in your day. So we call it a daily and an evening conversation. So like setting intentions for your day or talking about what's coming up. Um, that's really our, 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 the kind of questions that help people become just a little bit more clear headed and organized um, or like wrap up their day with the evening conversation, wind down, um, which is really nice. Um, and then we have um, like a mood check. So it allows you to click on a bunch of these like interactive bubbles that float around and say like what moods you're feeling. And um, you can like respond, it'll ask you why you're feeling those moods and you can kind of talk about it and unpack that, which is great. And then again, we have those like deeper dive courses. Um, so those are, those are like long sets of questions on um, imposter syndrome, self-confidence, anxiety, whatever that is, um, and that you can just talk about over a sustained period. So th those are like things that if you're struggling with something and you want to talk about it on a more consistent basis, you would start a course and talk about it. Um, it would take around like 15 to 20 days to complete if you did like one entry per day. Um, and that's, that's, that's basically it. Um, we transcribe all of the text for you. So for example, let's say I wanted to do the, the daily conversation. Um, I'd click on that and it would ask me, you know, like what's going on today? Um, or is there anything that you're worried about? Um, and I would just click this, like click the red button and I'd start speaking and it would transcribe everything for me. Um, so I don't have to type. Um, of course you can type if you need to, like if you're um, in a place or situation where you want to do that, some people find that easier. Um, I like using my voice a lot cause it just feels better for me. Um, and it's also a lot faster. Um, so I use my voice, it transcribes everything for me. Um, and then when I'm done, I get this like fun little reward. I get some coins for journaling that day. Um, and you can use those coins to like personalize your journals. So you can get like an avatar. Um, we're eventually going to have more themes in the app. You can customize your avatar, um, further, which will be exciting. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, and of course you can always like go through all that, all your old entries and see what you've been talking about and things like that. Um, but that's, that's like the basic use case. And do you get feedback on your entries? Like, let's say you're going through the imposter syndrome yeah. course. Do you yeah. get feedback based on your responses? So right now you don't. Um, it's a, it's a very, we're very focused on, on privacy at this point. And we also don't want to trip down into the like artificial intelligence or machine learning path too mm -hmm. soon. Um, I think it would be, it kind of gets into a gray area when you have dynamic responses to um, what you have said. This is like, it's a, it's a, in internally in the team, it's a very um, discussed like point um, because we've seen a lot of chatbot apps um, do really well. Um, like there are a couple that come to mind that like um, are more like that, where it's like, you know, you're talking and it's responding dynamically and um, it feels like there's someone else there. And that part of it, I think is actually really good. Um, those chatbot apps, I think what they do really well is they, they're, they're optimizing for loneliness, which is awesome. Like they're helping people like, because it feels like there's someone responding to them and giving them attention and um, allowing them to just like, you know, vent these things and like have someone like feels like someone's listening and that's great. But we also are definitely hesitant about going down that path um, because at this point we think that 
while we can definitely help people and we'll get better at curating the kinds of questions we want to give people, like when they're talking about things or in different phases of their life, we think it's a little bit too soon for us to start um, assessing or labeling or um, trying to create conversations that are probably better off with the therapist. So what we do see is that a lot of our users um, that go to a therapist use us as a really nice compliment to therapy where they are, when they're out of the session, they can catalog all their thoughts and maybe work on something that their therapist asked them to work on with Wellnest. And then they'll come back into the session like, hey, you know, here's what I worked on this week. And I think that's actually really good for a couple reasons. One being for the therapist, um, therapists often, we, I've spoken to a lot of therapists at this point, obviously, and <laughs> therapists, um, you know, get frustrated when a client comes in and they have a, you know, hour session booked. And for the first 45, 50 minutes, they're talking about how great their day's been going. And then the last five minutes, something might come out. that's like, oh, that is not good. And we should probably <laughs> talk about that. And that's something that <laughs> tends to happen in therapy is like uh, clients don't want to, um, people just like get like clam up and, and don't want to talk about the hard things, which is obviously too bad. And I think wellness helps with that. Like, so that, that and then the other side is like, as a patient, you're with your therapist 1% of the time, right? Like you're with your therapist once a week, once every two weeks, whatever that is, um, it's very little of your actual time. So you, you want to have, you know, like full, like holistic um, help. And when you're not in your appointment, it's really helpful to use wellness just as something to like talk to and uh, like unpack things and um, like have something dedicated there for you that you can use. Like if something happens between appointments, which is, it likely is, right? So it's like, it's a good thing to have something there to catalog what's going on. And then you can go into your therapist session and be like, okay, yeah, like this is actually what happened this week. Um, and get out of the headspace of like, okay, today was a bad day. So I'm just going to talk about that. Or today was a good day. So I'm just going to talk about that. Um, so th that's I a dynamic that. That like. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's mean, fantastic. I would think that that's... would be a therapist's dream, honestly, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. and let's face it, like sometimes we repress the bad things. So maybe yeah. something happened a, the day after your last therapy session and you just like dealt with it in the moment and then pushed it off to the side and you completely forgot about it. Yeah. But if you were, if you were journaling about it every day, you could like go in there with your app and say, okay, oh yeah, I remember that happened. Let's dive into that more today. So and it's especially that I was just going to say, because no one's really listening to you. It's just you. It's like, why not lay it all out there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> why not lay it all out there? Yeah. And, and, and what's, it's funny. I mean, I definitely did that. Like when I was with my therapist at Michigan, uh, who, you know, I, I, I was with him for like two, two and a half years um, and he was great. And uh, like, I hesitate to say that it's bad um, to go in there and not talk about the shitty things. Like we, you know, I'd have my weeks and, and something that was really clear. Um, just one thing I want to point out, like my therapist, the thing that stuck with me the most from him was that this is a journey of waves of in and out. Like some days feel good, some days feel bad. And it's like finding that equilibrium and that harmony of the two that are, that's what's really important. And that really stuck with me. And, you know, of course I'd go in some days like where it was a good day. Like it was, you know, I was feeling good, something happened and, or whatever. I just woke up and I was feeling ready to go. And, um, I would talk about that and kind of ignore the, maybe the, the worst things that happened in the week leading up to it. Um, and while I 
would normally say that that's like bad. You should probably unpack it. I'll say that there is something oddly therapeutic about because a therapist is like a third party and you know, it's, it's nice to just have a space to talk to someone who's not, not every day involved in your life. Sometimes it is nice to just like, you know, just talk about the good things and, or, or just like, you know, get out whatever, like whatever is going on in your life. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think regardless, this is why I think just having a therapist that you see um, consistently is so important because you can, you have time. It's not like you're, you know, on, on the clock and you have to like have uh, a really like deep dive session every time. Cause it's heavy, you know, like I, my therapist would always like push me. He, he wouldn't push me. He'd be like, you know, like, well, how are you really doing? Like, you know, how, what, what is really going on here um, with this? And I'd be like, yeah. Um, and it would take me every time it took me a bit to like transcend into that state of like, yeah, okay. Um, here, here's like the feelings and emotions that I'm like really struggling with or whatever. Um, and to be honest, uh, I, I also didn't mention this before. Um, my shaping of how I um, moved forward after losing my dad was very much uh, from perspective of what I had seen of two of my closest friends my freshman year. Um, so in the beginning of my freshman year, uh, my best friend at Michigan lost his dad. And then two months later, my roommate at Michigan lost his dad. And then three months later, I lost my dad. And my best friend um, never wanted to talk about it. Um, and I didn't know whether that was weird or not until my roommate lost his and was totally, of course, taken by it. Um, and it was these two really completely different ways of coping and understanding grief. And that was when I knew how complicated mental health and grief specifically must be and how like your personality and just the way your brain works completely changes the outcome of what you want to do and, and how you're going to react to something. And when I lost my dad, once I could think clearly, I was like, I know I can't if I like descend and fall into this pit, I, I will have a really, really hard time of getting out. And I don't want to do that, but I also don't want to not talk about it because I'm just not like that. I am a very, um, I get energy from people. So I like talking about things. So that really shaped like how I moved forward and how I like treated the situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, going to a therapist myself was like extremely helpful in, in unpacking a lot of those things, um, and understanding why I was like that, um, and why I liked talking to people about it or whatever. Um, so it was just a really, really, uh, like very life. I grew a lot those few years. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know how we got here. Um, I, I apologize. I may have trailed off a bit there, but, um, yeah, that's just something else that was on my mind. Well, no. And that, I mean, it sounds like you went through so much, you know, freshman year of college, which is already such a hard transition for, uh, for a young person, you know, just under the circumstances of leaving home. 
Um, so the fact that you were able to recognize what you needed to do for yourself to go on a path that was going to be good for you um, under such traumatic circumstances is really amazing. And I, I think that's so awesome that you were able to really, you know, focus on what you needed to do to get yourself to a place that you felt like you could, um, you know, deal with all of your emotions and the situation, Mm -hmm. um, grow through that. Yeah. I mean, just a very transformative experience. And so diving into like this student mental health crisis a bit more, obviously you had these two experiences freshman year, but just in general, um, you know, what do you think's driving the crisis? I mean, you're talking to all these people and doing these little groups, you know, early on when you were developing the app. Um, and then maybe even kind of into your vision about a world without mental health stigma, because I think it's still very, very present out there. So I'll start off by saying this is a very, very complicated, uh, (laughs) there's not really a, a clear answer as to what's driving this. I think there's a lot of factors. Um, and I, you know, to date, I, I don't still know like what, what the main driver of all of this is. Um, I'll say that in general, obviously moving, going to college, um, is a very, it's a very unique point in your life because there's a lot of things changing. It's like a moment of transition. And I think that's something that I, I I talk to my therapist about that a lot too, is like transitionary periods of your life are often where you start questioning a lot of things or start feeling emotions that you don't understand or um, just need more help. And that's especially true in college. Um, obviously there's a lot of people that are younger and older that are also struggling with mental health um, issues, um, wherever that is in the spectrum. Um, but we do see a lot of people starting like the most afflicted age with, um, you know, um, with mental illnesses is 18 to 24 year olds. Um, almost 30% of 18 to 24 year olds um, struggle with any mental illness, AMI, as they call it. Um, and that is really peculiar. Like why are young people struggling so much? Um, and I think it is due in that sense to, to being such a transitionary period in your life. I think that social media has a, has a impact. Um, it has varying impacts for different people. I would say, um, I think some people, especially women, um, it is, it can be extremely damaging too. Um, and I think that's really a really, really tough problem to solve, um, because social media has also unlocked a lot of doors for us in society and changed how a lot of things work, which I think is great. And it's, it's hard to ignore that. Um, but there's also obvious issues that need to be addressed with social media. And then I think there's been a lot, I mean, over the years, there's been more and more pressure kind of throughout the entire educational experience, I would say. Um, like, you know, I don't know how it was in, um, you know, when you guys went, went to college, but when I was going to college, there was a lot, I had a lot of family pressure about different things going on and my grades and what college I was going to go to, um, you know, not to, to dog my mom at all, but she was really, really, um, like drilling me in, in, into that. And like, I had a college counselor, I had like, you know, 
Um, I did like ACT, like prep, like every day of the week. Like there was just a lot of pressure all around. Um, and that definitely adds a lot to some, you know, to, to younger kids plates, um, I would say. And then lastly, I would just say that um, a lot of people struggle with not knowing how to talk about mental health. Um, I think that's something that has become clearer and clearer. Um, and what's really sad, especially in the in in students, is that you see a lot of suicides where no one knew, uh, like the family didn't know or their friends didn't know, and that really um, that really like worries me um, because I because that that's kind of the, the the core of the issue, right? Is that a lot of young people don't know, weren't educated in these um, these issues, and um, like don't know how to deal with them, don't know who to talk to about them, don't know if they're real or valid. Maybe grew up in families where mental health wasn't ever talked about or um, like validated as an issue. Um, so I think again, a lot of it does have to do with education um, and being open and transparent and always you know, having a support group. I think a lot of people, I, I felt very, I, I feel very fortunate um, to have grown up with a very strong community, but there are lots and lots and millions of people who don't feel that way um, or don't have a strong community to lean on. Um, I know I would have been a lot more lost had I not had that. So I think that's like one of the more important things is like, as people feel lonelier, as people start to struggle more, as pressure surmounts, you don't have an outlet. And that is my best guess at what is causing a lot of young people to struggle. Uh, and then on, a, on top of that is being able to see other people not struggling and that makes, or appear to not be struggling. And that makes the gap even larger. Um, and that's a really key point too, is like appear to not be struggling, which, social media does a very good job at um, is like you're, you always want to post your highlights. Um, and that's great. Like, you know, who doesn't want to see your highlights? Like that's, you know, that there's, there's not, mal I don't think there's malintent there, but I do think that to someone who's not feeling good about themselves, social media is probably not the best place to turn um, when they, when they're feeling like that. Um, I know I try not to do that. So yeah, it's, it, it, that's kind of my, my best understanding of the issue. Um, but of course it goes a lot deeper than that. And I am also, you know, I studied computer science. Like I'm not, I'm not any sort of expert, <laughs> but uh, from my conversations with people, that's what I would guess. And now we want to take a quick break from today's conversation to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Lakewinds Co-op, which is a favorite grocery store of ours to shop at in the Twin Cities. We love that Lakewinds has such high standards and vets every single product on their shelves, including their amazing personal care and supplement section, so that we don't have to. As busy parents, we don't always have the time or the desire to read every ingredient label. And we, when we shop at Lakewinds, we have confidence that it's been done for us. Grocery shopping should be an enjoyable and calm experience, and Lakewinds does everything to make your experience stress-free from the moment you walk in the door. The decor and aesthetics are really calming and inviting. We have never met such knowledgeable and friendly staff in all the departments, including meat and seafood, 
in the wellness department and produce. We love Lakewind's produce section, which focuses on organic and fair trade products. About 95% of the produce is organic and local as much as possible. And they really support the local and small sustainable farmers right here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. The meat buyers actually visit the farms. They talk to the ranchers and see their practices to ensure that the animals are ethically raised and treated, which is really important to us. All of their meat is free from additives, synthetic preservatives, nitrates, antibiotic residues, steroids, and added growth hormones. Unlike many traditional grocery stores, Lakewinds has a banned ingredient list that is used to vet the products on their shelf, which includes artificial flavors, colors, preservatives, high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oil, etc. This applies to the food on their shelves, as well as the supplements and beauty and personal care products in their wellness department. If an item doesn't meet the product standards, Lakewinds doesn't allow it on their store. And we love that peace of mind. We also love how they seek out local small batch makers who meet their standards and really try to support our local businesses. We all know that maintaining a healthy body and mind has huge implications on our immune systems and being able to fight off the flu. So support your health and wellness in the new year by shopping at your local co-op. You can find the fabulous Lakewinds co-ops in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, or have groceries delivered from Instacart. While Lakewinds Co-op is a member-owned store, you don't have to be a member to shop and receive their weekly specials. Although we highly recommend that you do become members like us for additional monthly savings and an annual dividend. You can find out more by going to lakewinds.coop. And when you're there, be sure to check out their delicious recipes. And if you don't live in the Twin Cities, we highly encourage you to find your local co-op by heading over to National Co-op Grocers and finding one near you. Well, I mean, your life experiences at such a young age have provided you with so much valuable insight. I mean, just what you said was very profound and very, the insight is, um, I think it'd be very valuable for others to hear. Cool. So, and I think it's so true what you're saying about, yes. you know, what people do on social media. And if you're not feeling good inside and then you go on and you see all these perfect people doing all these perfect things, it doesn't help. I, it doesn't help. And I, I, I will say um, one platform in particular, and maybe you guys disagree with this. I think a platform that has done really well at showing people and their more authentic selves is TikTok. Um, and I think what's really cool and what part of our strategy has been at Wellnest is there are lots and lots of therapists that are blowing up on TikTok and giving advice and talking about things and being real. And that's aside from like the authenticity that I see in a lot of other, of like the users that, you know, are, are, are big on TikTok and whatnot. Like that's all great too. But the therapists that we've seen and like these, like the life coaches that we've seen on TikTok, like they have huge followings and people are really consuming that. And we were like very interested in this phenomenon where young people were learning a majority of their mental health knowledge and coping mechanisms from TikTok. And I was like, that is crazy. I never would have guessed that, but it's so true. And it's like, you, you can't ignore that. And so we were reaching out to a lot of these therapists that we saw doing well on TikTok, having great followings, um, always like posting about their mechanisms or thoughts, or whatever. And we'd find people with like niches. So we found a lot of therapists, like a lot of our courses that we have on Wellness are from these awesome therapists, life coaches, um, and uh, or athletes who have a specific 
niche field that they really care about. And they're very outspoken about in terms of like mental health. And um, for example, one of them, this guy, um, Dr. Kojo Sarfo, he, um, he's a therapist and he wrote our social anxiety question pack. Um, and it's like the, one of the main like themes that he talks about on his channel. Um, so then he like gets a lot of his audience on Wellnest um, and people can talk about it um, like in a more open space, like in the Wellness app, which is awesome. Um, so I just, it's so interesting and fascinating. And I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to continue to change too, because people are just super, people are getting a lot more vocal about their mental health. And um, that makes me really happy. Um, so I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm hoping that this trend is getting better over time of people being more authentic with themselves and with others too. I literally had this conversation with my daughter yesterday and she was telling me how she hates Instagram now because it's so fake and blah, blah, blah. And how she just loves TikTok because people are real. And she's like, I'm learning about cooking and I'm learning. She's like, I don't do dances. I don't follow dancing. She's like, there's so much more on TikTok, mom. Yeah. And it's just funny. And she, she was just literally saying how she feels like it's people are so much more themselves. Yeah. Well, and we need more of that and we need to like let down the barriers and all this stigma, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I just, I agree with you so much, Tommy, about having a platform to talk about these things and having a community around mental health. Um, and I'm not going to dive into it now, but I just personally grew up and we didn't talk about it. And I had a very personal situation in my house. And I think it was, I was almost 40 before I shared this with anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that people now have that platform and what you're doing is so amazing and being able to unlock people's voices and clear, clear their heads. So. Mm -hmm. so, so what, what kind of practical tips or advice um, would you give to our listeners to kind of get them into the habit of journaling daily? That's a great question. Um, so we try and help people do that by, with a few different things in the app itself. Um, like within wellness, I'll say, I'll speak within wellness first, and then I'll, I'll speak more generally about journaling, but, um, in wellness, like you can set a weekly goal again, it's very gamified. So you can set a goal of how many times you want to journal in a week. Um, you can also set like daily notifications, daily reminders to help you like at a certain time, like this is the time I want to journal and unpack things. Um, so that's good. And if you like hit your weekly goal, like you get extra gold and whatever. So that's like great and helps a lot of our users stay consistent to it. Um, I'll also add, um, like then externally, um, journaling is just a really great medium to get what's going on in your head, like off of your chest, right? Like that's awesome. Like that's really good. Um, I think journaling is very creative and it's a really nice way to, um, just clarify thoughts that are whirling, like worrying around in your head. And like, that's, that's awesome. So we are really passionate about getting more people into that. Now, I also have a paper journal. I like, you know, I don't call it a journal, I guess, but um, it's like my notebook. And every time there are a lot of thoughts in my head, I'll just like open it up, write as much as I can down. Um, yep, you have your, there's, yeah, that exactly right. Yeah, like it's it's just great. Like I, I keep it on my desk right next to me. Yeah, you too, Stephanie. Yeah, it's just good. It's good to have it right next to you, right? And like, I always try and um, have it there to like write those things out. But what's good about Wellnest specifically is that it, because it's prompted, I can like, it reminds me to think about things that 
not only are just like, you know, day to day getting things like clarified in my head, but also like that the things that matter and like checking in my well-being, things like that. Um, so that's kind of like the difference. I still use both all the time. Um, they're just kind of for different functions really for me at this point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really important to just keep your journal in a place where you, you habitate, um, or where you work. Like I keep mine on my desk that I think that's super important. Um, and I think the easiest way that I like formed my habit, I mean, I had a hard time doing it, right? Like one of our, the biggest reasons we were trying, one of the biggest problems we were trying to solve with wellness early on was that if you told someone that journaling is good for them, they probably wouldn't push back. Like they'd probably believe you. The issue is getting them to do it all the time, right? It's that motivating factor, right? Like that's, that's what's hard. And a lot of people will stare at the, the entry, like the, the blank page and not know what to write or not know how it's helping them. And I think with the way that we format things in Wellness with like, yeah, you just use your voice. It's much quicker. Um, and, you know, we will ask you like directed questions at different things. I think the value becomes a little bit clearer earlier on because of that. Um, and I think that's, at least for me, what, what got me journaling every day was, was using wellness because it was hard for me speaking truthfully to, to like to spend time journaling every day because it was like, why is this helpful to me? I don't know fully yet. And Mars, um, who I, we talked a lot about this and I'm sure she could have a much better explanation about it, but she was like, it took me like two years to start to see how impactful it was in my life because I could, you know, go through and reflect on any period of my life really easily because of it. And that's something that we are trying to work on a lot more now, which is like allowing reflection to be a lot easier, bringing things like memories into the app, um, which would allow you to like look back at like a specific day, um, you know, kind of randomly in, 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 a, in a fun moment. Um, and also being able to just search really quickly. Like if you want to search all the times you mentioned a specific word or a subject, like those are all things that we're working on. And we think we'll increase or um, uh, not increase, I guess, decrease the time to value, as we call it. Like a journal, like it takes a long time to uh, to really visualize and realize the value. And with Wellness, we're hoping we can decrease that time to value, um, hopefully by like 10 to 100x. Like you can start seeing how this is helping you in your first or second entry. Um, so that's what we're, we're really trying to do. But th those are kind of the, the ways that we attacked that really difficult and complicated problem of like that motivation. Um, and honestly, we looked at a lot of like fitness apps too, to see how they did that. Um, because they struggle with the same thing, you know, like getting people to, to talk about things every day, um, or, or to, to work out every day. Like it's hard. It's not an easy task. Um, we so, always say it's simple, not easy, right? It's, yes. It's simple. You can tell not someone easy. to drink more water, but actually it's simple, not getting easy. them to do I it. I love that. And, you know, we have, so right now, my family, my parents, my sister, and my brother and his family are doing this 30-day challenge. And one of the things on there is journaling, or at least saying what you're grateful for at the end of the day. So, and we have like a, we actually have like a QR code we scan and we log everything in every day. Very um, cool. And I am excited because I have three kids, 15, 12, and 10. And I know when I put this app on their phone, like I put it on my phone, but I hadn't quite thought about it for them. One, it's going to really help them. I mean, they're on their devices all the time, let's mm -hmm. face it, right? Right. And they are much going to prefer that as much as I love the paper journal, especially my 15 year old. <laughs> yeah. I think this is really going to help them start a habit because the mm -hmm. goal is after 30 days, it's been enough time that hopefully you can do this 
on your own going forward. So yeah. I know my kids are going to love it and all the features <laughs> of it. I appreciate that. So Tommy, uh, where, where can people download your app? So we are on the App Store right now. Um, we're coming to Android soon. We're working on that. Um, we started to work on that in the middle of December, um, but we're live on the App Store. So if you just search Wellnest, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-T, um, you'll find us there. Um, should be like the first or probably the first result at this point. Um, and um, yeah, it's super easy. Just download it, make an account. Um, and we only ask for like your email and your name. Um, and you can just start journaling right away. We're very focused on like efficiency and speed and getting to, to journaling quickly. So, um, yeah, that'll be like the first thing you'll see is like the, our daily conversation or your evening conversation. So just ways to talk about what's going on in your day. That's usually the easier thing to start off with rather than like the courses that we have, which is why we f- emphasize it more, um, for like a, the, the early user. Um, and, and you do have a special offer you said for, we, we do. So absolutely. Yeah. So all, uh, all of you listening out there can get um, a free month of wellness premium for free. So that's what includes, it includes all of our courses, um, all of those for free. And then as well as our weekly insights. So every Sunday we'll give you um, kind of a digest of what you talked about, um, like how much gold you earned or um, like how many entries you made, whether you hit your weekly goal or not. Um, and that's getting better over time. We'll, we'll be able to give you cooler insights there. But yeah, it's just like a nice recap of how your week went. And then of course, like seeing all the entries you made that week and um, what happened. So um, everyone should be able to get that um, with a free month, um, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, the app is only $5 a month um, or we ha- I think we have a $24 like annual cost. Um, so it's it's pretty like cheap and um, and easy. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a really great way to, to get into the habit of talking about what's going on in your head. Um, so highly recommend it for people that are looking for something like that. And we'll link all this up in the show notes. Awesome, perfect. Absolutely. So one final question that we like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? <laughs> Great question. So and there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely don't have the right answer to this. But what I would say is um, I would point back to what I was speaking to earlier about the waves um, of feeling good and feeling bad and, and finding that balance. Um, I'm really passionate about finding what harmony means uh, in that sense of like understanding why you're not feeling well um, and taking it as a growth moment and then understanding and acknowledging when you're feeling really great and awesome and and things are kicking and um, it's a good day. Like it's really good to acknowledge that um, and celebrate your wins. Um, That's something that I, I try to do as much as I can. Um, and, and not forget about the good things that have happened when I'm feeling, uh, like nothing's working. Um, so to me, I, I try and find my, you know, I try and define my art of living well as, um, enjoying the balance and, and, um, enjoying the lows as much as I enjoy the high and, um, trying to just be happy with everything that's been provided to me. Um, and be grateful for the, you know, the people that I have in my life who help me get through the, the times when I'm not feeling, um, as good as I want to. Um, so that's, that's kind of, to me, how I, how I see the art of living well. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. And you're so mature. You have so you. Much, <laughs> a lot of wisdom and maturity for someone your age. <laughs> Thank you. I love I seeing it. that. I appreciate so do I. That. This has been <laughs> 
such a wonderful conversation. Um, talk about being energized by other people earlier. Marty yeah. and I, I know, are super energized right now by this conversation. <laughs> um, we can't too. wait to share it with everyone else. Appreciate so, that. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank Thanks you so, so much, much Tommy. for coming Thanks on. so much for having me, you guys. Um, this was super fun. I really appreciated being here. Um, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. You yeah, too. you too. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.